What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome to Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. That intro song is by 777 Sounds. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. This is a friend who made this song for me. We like to support those small businesses. This week's podcast is going to be about me, myself, and I. I feel like you're going to be listening to me every week, even though I'll be talking to other guests. It would be really good for you to know who it is that you are listening to. If you want to follow me on my socials, my Instagram is majestic underscore goddess 420, 420 for a reason, people, or TikTok, Gemini underscore goddess 420. So for me personally, I don't identify any way religiously. I kind of have claimed pagan just because that seems to be the beliefs that more align with me. And when people put a label on me, if I say pagan, they kind of understand, oh, you're into witchy things and you use crystals and rocks. Kind of opens their mind up to you being a spiritual practicer. Uh, but honestly, I have pulled so many different things from so many different religions and way of life, and that is the entire purpose of me wanting to do this podcast. I am always on the search trying to understand how other people practice and incorporate that into my world, and for me, it's been really difficult doing the spiritual journey alone with nobody to really show me. I haven't had a guideline i've just had to go out in the community and find people and the second that i said i was doing this podcast the community has been absolutely incredible um guests are reaching out to me to be on the pod anybody that i reach out to is so welcoming and wants to do it so i just appreciate everybody so let's get into a little bit about me i was born in sacramento california in 94 may 25th 94 i am a gemini what what <laughs> I was um, born to a single mom. My mom had me exactly three months after she had turned 16 and was a single mom. And when I say single mom, I mean my mom did it completely by herself. Um, I, there wasn't a dad in the picture at all. I didn't even know who my dad was until high school. And she lost her mom um, when I was one years old. And so she really did it by herself. And for her, she had been raised in Christian science. My mom's whole side of the family is Christian science, not to be confused with Scientology. I get asked that a lot. How, they don't believe in the like flying spaghetti monster or any of that stuff. They don't put you out on ships and get you lost and he can't find you. They're not Scientologists. And I know I am always like no judgment, but I do judge cults, so Scientology jokes are bound to happen if you are listening to me. <laughs> um, Christian science is pretty intense. They have a lot of really strict rules, and again, my mom was 16 when she had me, so she was doing the best that she could by raising me in Christian science, and I didn't, I, I never understood it. There are so many rules and so many things that you have to follow or you are just quote unquote not a good Christian scientist or not a pure Christian scientist. I don't really function that way. I don't like being told what I can and cannot do or how I should or should not practice my faith. And you can't have alcohol in Christian science. They don't take medication in Christian science. Um, my grandmother didn't go and get medical treatment when she had cervical cancer because of Christian science. So I have my own frustrations with that religion. But anyways, 
Um, I didn't like the rules were being judged. And so for me, I heard the word agnostic in high school and I thought I was agnostic. I was like, oh, well, I don't believe in this Christian science bullshit, so I must be agnostic. I must believe in absolutely nothing. And I will tell you that it was the darkest period of my life. Um, I believe in a God or a something that grounds me and I need that in my world. And I just felt completely dark having nothing to ground me. And I felt like I, I was not a good person in my past. I wasn't honest about things. I, I was just really lost and confused. So I started hearing spirits and seeing spirits when I was a little kid. I remember riding in the car with my mom. Gosh, I had to have been like six, I would say. And I remember hearing my name. I was in the back seat, and I was like, yeah, mom. And she's like, well, I wasn't talking to you. It must have been God's voice. And so I would hear these voices, you know, over the upcoming years. And I'd be like, oh, that's God talking to me. But it never really made any sense. Sometimes it was voices. Sometimes I could hear my own voice in my head, but it wasn't my own thoughts. Or I would just know things that I wasn't supposed to know. Or there's no way that I could have known that. And I never understood it. And it got to the point that in high school, I was physically seeing shadow forms. I was seeing um, shadows moving across in my room and out of the corners of my eyes. And I wasn't able to go to sleep. I had my license at this point. I was terrified to drive in the dark because I could see objects in the road. I could see people. I could feel things. And I, I didn't understand how to control that. I didn't understand what it was. And actually, I thought that I was schizophrenic. And so I would have panic attacks a lot because I thought that I was just crazy. So I would see these things and I would just think I was fucking nuts. Nobody around me talked about it. I didn't understand. I tried to explain to my parents. And because I think I was in such a dark time in my life, I think that it was, oh, it's anxiety or, oh, it's a mental health thing. And while I do have some mental health problems, schizophrenia ain't one of them. <laughs> School was super difficult for me. I felt sick all the time and as I am now an adult and I understand, you know, what empaths are and absorbing people's energy, I realized that I was just extremely sensitive around other people's energy and absorbing that. It makes me exhausted. I didn't, of course, I didn't have any way to protect myself. I didn't even understand what it was at the time, what was going on with me and I just felt so lost and so overwhelmed and I would have conversations with people and they would think I was weird because I'd be like hey by any chance did you lose your uncle and they'd look over at me and I'm like yeah I don't know how I know that I just know that my bad <laughs> and now I understand that people kind of recognize that as mediumship but I personally do not use that gift for many other people I have a couple people that are really close to me that will you know ask me uh, can you check in on this for me or can you reach out to this person? I just need to make sure that like they've they've passed on or whatnot. But for the most part, I generally don't use that for other people. Part of that probably being because there was such a bad reaction to it when I was younger. But also, I second guess myself a lot if I'm very honest and I'm not comfortable with that. All of this was extremely overwhelming for me as I can only imagine that you can imagine. And my Aunt Tony and my Uncle Josh were always my people that I would go to when shit was hitting the fan or when I felt fucking nuts. Uh, they're not my real aunt and uncle. Uh, my Uncle Josh has been best friends with my mom 
for years and years while we were growing up and I knew him since I was born and that is my uncle and he married my aunt Tony and she is wonderful and they are both Christian I have gone to church with them multiple times and I will say that I have never had an experience in a Christian church other than theirs and I to this day cannot explain it every time I have gone to their church I cried I felt something even if I didn't believe necessarily in the things that were being told I definitely felt the energies in the room and maybe it's just everybody believing in that same thing all together in one room but there is something very magical about it and there's no denying that I've had experiences there so I was explaining one night to my aunt Tony uh, when I was over there visiting about how I had been feeling and how I'd been seeing the shadows and whatnot and she's like you know what I would really like to do this eye-opening ceremony on you. Would you be okay with that? Like this, you know, you're really going to be able to look inside yourself and we're going to be able to see what's going on and what the root causes of all your anxiety is and, you know, be able to protect you from that. And I was just so desperate. I'm like, please, please, please just do anything that you can in this moment for me. And again, this is one of the crazy experiences that I've had with her and why I just cannot not believe in all kinds of religion and magic and all kinds of um, spiritual practices. So she laid me down in this room and she sat in a chair in the middle and she had a notepad and a pen and she's like I want you to close your eyes and she started talking to me and I don't remember what she was saying. I remember kind of hearing her voice and then I remember not hearing her voice anymore and I was standing at water and there was a man in a robe in the water and I had this whole conversation with him and he was telling me that I needed to start facing things that I wasn't facing and that I wasn't in the way and I wasn't a burden to other people and that I needed to start healing myself and that I really needed to look inside myself and I needed to start healing myself and that there was going to be a major event in my life that was going to happen soon and that it was going to completely change the course of my life and that I needed to be open to that. And I remember waking up and I was just crying and crying. And she's like, most people, this takes a lot longer for this to happen. Like, I have to do a couple sessions with them. She's like, you closed your eyes. I started talking. I prayed over you. You were where you needed to be talking to Jesus or whoever, you know, your your guardian angel is and figuring out some real life shit. And I was like, oh, damn, now I've got some crazy ass event coming up. What's going on? turns out that I was a victim of domestic violence um, a few months later and was terrified of the person and moved my whole life to Montana and then was there for a few months and my aunt asked me if I would come back to California and babysit for her and I met my husband and had my son and if I had not had the domestic violence that made me move I would not have had the opportunity to come back and babysit and everything came around full circle and exactly what the man in the water told me was going to happen is exactly what happened with my life. I think that's when I realized if I was ever going to heal or move forward in my life, I had to face things within myself that I hadn't faced before and that's been an extremely difficult journey. It's been full of ups and downs and I will say that in every single version of myself, My husband has loved me through every single version of myself. And when I have been the most lost, 
He's been consistent when I was finding myself. He's been consistent. Now that I'm me, he's consistent and he wants me to have my light shine bright and he supports everything that I do. And if I had not been through the turmoils and the struggles that I went through before, I wouldn't have been in the situation to have found him or have my son or the life that I have now. So anyways, past the mushy gushy stuff. So a few years after this incident with my aunt Tony, I was laying in bed and this is after I had moved back from Montana. I had just met my husband and I was living with my aunt. I was laying in bed and I heard my name being shouted so loud. I like jolted up in bed. I looked around. It had been such a panicked, scared voice that I was terrified. Like it chilled me down to my bones. There was nobody there. There was nothing there. I tried to go back to sleep. The second that I started closing my eyes, that happened again. I'm getting goosebumps telling you guys this story. (laughs) And I laid back down, closed my eyes. It happened one more time. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I rolled over. I checked my phone and found out that um, around the time that I had heard my voice the first time, my stepsister's fiance had committed suicide. And after having talks with some people I have realized that um, he was reaching out to me and I was hearing his soul as it was leaving but I didn't understand I wasn't close with them so I never understood why he had chosen me we'd only met one or two times but there's you know absolutely no doubt that that was meant for me and I've never passed that message along she and I don't talk she wouldn't be open to that but it's an experience that I have that I can carry on Then I had an experience when my grandfather passed. Uh, Actually, this is one of the only deaths in my life that I didn't feel happen in the moment. Um, I was in the grocery store and my friend called to tell me that she was so sorry that my grandfather had passed away. And I'm like, what do you mean? My grandpa's just fine. And she's like, oh, well, maybe you want to call your mom. And I found out that my grandfather had died of a heart attack um, when he was feeding his horses. And... I knew that that's not what happened. I didn't know how I knew that that's not what happened, but although nobody's ever said anything to me, I strongly feel like there was tampering with his medication, with his heart medication, and that's why he passed away, but hey. So we were spreading his ashes. Our whole family was there, and we were spreading his ashes, and I saw him sitting on a grassy hill, and I can picture it so clearly. We spread his ashes at a river, And when you're facing the river, it's the left side. There's this grassy hill. And I just saw him sitting up there looking at everybody. And he was kind of like that where he was a little bit of an observer. And he always had this like fishing chair that he would unfold. It was folded in half. He would unfold it and he would sit in his fishing chair. And I saw him sitting over there. And so I went on the grassy hill and I was just talking to him and I can't remember what all of our conversation is. I've tried to think about it over the years, what the conversation was, but it basically was that he had done a lot of things that he wasn't proud of in his life and that he had held on to and that he was finally able to let them go. And he felt like when people were releasing his ashes, people, I mean, my dad um, and his sisters were spreading my grandfather's ashes. When they were spreading his ashes, he felt like they were forgiving him and letting him go to rest. I think that he knew that I know what happened to him, and he and I were always very close, 
but I don't think that he is somebody who, when he was alive, believed in spirituality or in there being the option of talking when he's passed away. So I think that, honestly, I think that he was surprised that I had seen him and that we had that conversation, but it felt like so much closure. And years since, I've seen him in dreams occasionally. I'll see him smile. I'll have dreams that I'm playing softball and he will come and watch the game, which is, by the way, it's funny that he comes into my softball dreams because I played softball and my grandpa was a huge Giants fan. And he was like, yeah, my granddaughter plays softball. This is so awesome. And then I told him one year, Grandpa, I'm going to try out for the cheerleading squad. And he's all, what? That's not my granddaughter. My granddaughter doesn't do cheerleading. She does softball. And he's all, that's what we bonded over. And it, I always think about that when I think of my grandpa as him being like, uh, no granddaughter of mine is going to be a cheerleader over a softball player. Thank you. <laughs> and then I had an experience knowing that my mother-in-law was going to pass away. She was really sick. And my husband and I and my brother-in-law drove and picked her up. It was an hours and hours and hours drive, like nine plus hours. And we brought her to our house to live. And the whole time driving her back to our house, she was so weak. I could just hear her wheezing. We were all just, we couldn't believe how sick she was. And she was at our house for, I'd say it was a couple of days. And I was just having this overwhelming feeling that I was going to die. And it was to the point that I wrote a will on my phone of my friends where they could find my will in my phone and I was like maybe I'm fucking nuts I don't know I just feel like something's gonna happen to me and I can't explain it I don't know what's going on I felt crazy and the night after I wrote that will my husband pricked my mother-in-law's finger with a diabetes test because we thought maybe she was so sick maybe she was diabetic and nobody knew she didn't have any blood in her body and he, it came out her blood came out looking like pink lemonade so we rushed her, uh, had an ambulance rush her to the hospital, and I stayed with her in ICU. And the doctor said that if she hadn't gone to the hospital that night, she would have died. And ever since that, ever since I sat with her in that hospital, I haven't had those feelings. She's made a huge recovery. She lives her best life now, even though we don't talk. I'm happy that she's not in pain anymore because that was really crazy. The friend that I actually told about that is the friend who has explored magic with me from the very, very beginning. She's going to be on the podcast later this season, and I'm so excited for you guys to talk with her. But she's the first person who was just so open about magical world. And even, I think, before she knew that she believed in witchcraft or that that's what she wanted to pursue for her spirituality, she believed in fairies and gnomes and all of the little magical forest creatures and she believed in magic in a different way we just started exploring magic together we figured out tarot cards together we figured out circles together she and i are both research fanatics when we're interested in something and so we were absorbing twice the information twice as fast because i would find something and she would find something and it was just incredible. And we have two very, very different gifts. She is very hands-on magic. 
She can make the most incredible magic gifts for each individual person in her world handmade and it is exactly to their personality it is exactly what they would have wanted what they would have needed she just knows that need when it comes to magic she knows exactly what herb she needs to have and what color candle and exactly what she's going to be doing she's extremely hands-on I am very opposite I'm lazy as shit when it comes to magic I am very mental magic and of course you know if I do physical things with my magic as well, but I am, you know, communicating with spirit or trying to get spirit to leave me the fuck alone or trying to, you know, pass a message on to somebody or trying to further understand in myself to understand other people. And so we've complimented each other extraordinarily this whole time. After exploring spirituality with her, we both had this huge moment of recognizing needing to do shadow work and we did that separately but I have never felt more in tune with myself as when I started doing shadow work you know it's really hard to face things that you have been through in your life or for me I've tried counseling multiple times I could never find a counselor that I resonated with and so it came to the point of you know what let me heal myself And shadow work is the way that I was able to do that. And thankfully, with the different spiritualities that I've, you know, started practicing, there's so many different ways to do shadow work and to write in your book of shadows and just reading all of these different ways to really think um, has been extremely healing for me and has helped me to be more open to spirituality than I think anybody who doesn't do shadow work, how can you communicate with other people and use your mind as a gift if you are scared of your mind? You can't be scared of your mind when you do um, spiritual practices. You just, you can't. I had an experience this past year that completely changed my entire life. Um, I won't get into the details now. We will get into it at a later time. It's just such a sensitive thing, but... I had an experience where I felt like I died. I saw the exact same person that I, when I did that ceremony with my Aunt Tony, I saw the exact same person, the exact same water. It was really intense. And ever since that moment, I feel that my life has been completely different. I feel that the relationship with my husband has been completely different. The relationship with my son and with my mom is different. And also from that moment on, I have 100% been off of medication, off of any kind of hormone, anything, um, including birth control. I mean, I use birth control because we don't want babies around here, okay? But uh, hormone-free, I've just completely changed my life from that moment. And it was one of the most intense moments that I've had, and there was a total spiritual awakening that happened with it. And I had this intense feeling ever since then. I meant to do something. I just don't know what it is. I meant to do something. I just don't know what it is. And it was driving me absolutely insane. I had a call scheduled with a medium. And I actually did that call about a week after this incident. And she's actually going to be on the podcast as well in a couple of weeks. So she'll be able to talk to you. But she told me, that I needed to just chill out. Yes, I had a purpose. Yes, there was something that I needed to do. Stressing about it, sure, the shit wasn't going to make it happen. And I needed to understand that I was being taken care of. There was a plan from the universe for me. 
And I just needed to listen and be understanding and accepting of that and stop getting in my own way, basically. Stressing too much was getting in my own way. And she said, you know, you there's a gift that you have and it's something to do with your story. You are going to share your story in some way or share other people's story. And here I am a few months later have a podcast going where I'm not only sharing my story, but I am sharing other people's stories, letting them share their stories, giving a platform to share their stories, which gets me into the entire point of doing my podcast. I was alone on my spiritual journey to figure everything out by myself and it was really challenging. I didn't have people to look up to. And I have been faced in the community with rudeness. I mean, if you go on and you try to join Facebook groups for witchcraft and you ask a question in there, you've got a hundred different ways that you can do it. And then you've got people arguing in the comments about how it needs to be done. And for somebody who is just starting out, that is really contradicting. It's very frustrating. And it makes people feel like they are in a box and like their spirituality is limited. And it turns people off to being open to spirituality, honestly. There's nobody that goes out here and validates for us and says, you know, treating each other with compassion and listening to stories. And that's what I want to change. I go on to TikTok and I watch tarot readers and mediums on there doing card reads for people and a majority of the comments are really sweet you know can you please read me I just sent you money you know whatever it is and then you've got the assholes that are like oh God loves you oh blah 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 oh you're doing the devil's work and it's so ignorant and it's such a stereotype that if you practice you don't believe in a God or if you practice spirituality you believe in the devil or whatever and we'll get into what the devil even is at a later podcast with one of our guests because I've got a whole explanation for you. But I just think that it roots in ignorance and you will learn about me. There is nothing more that I hate than when people go around and they spread hate or misinformation based on them not educating themselves. It's very frustrating for me (laughs) because I'm so careful about when I speak that what I'm saying makes sense and that I've been educated on it and that I've done research on it so that I'm not talking out of my ass or offending other people. And there's a way to share an opinion without offending people about your opinion. I could talk about this for days. So I want to be that place where we are all able to share all these different journeys and stories and somebody listening to this podcast who is not able to tell their family about their spiritual journey can come here and be like, oh, wow, you guys have been through this before. You know, Diana and maybe another guest has been through this where they didn't feel like they could tell their family because they were religious and it was judgmental. Or maybe you have been raised in spirituality and the way that you want to practice isn't the way that the people in your family are practicing and you're being told that what you're doing is wrong. I want you to be able to resonate with a guest on the way that they practice and be like, wow, that is something that I would really like to incorporate into my life. And even if nobody changes anything, nobody recognizes or resonates with anything, I hope that you are just along for this journey as I talk with all of these guests and I get all of their life stories and hear about all of their gifts 
it is so hard to pack my entire life into a 45 minute or an hour podcast so you are going to be getting bits and pieces of information from me trickling in as the podcasts keep on going on I do have a request and a question if anybody is amazing at astrology and you would like to come on the podcast and break down my birth chart for me for an episode I would be honored I would absolutely love it I've been getting into it recently but I don't I resonate with every single thing on my chart everything that I am reading except my Sagittarius moon and maybe somebody can break down the Sagittarius moon to me in a different way than Google can (laughs) but a Sagittarius moon Sagittarius love being outdoors they're super adventurous they're just fly on a whim Um, They don't really think things through before they say them. They don't care if they hurt people's feelings as long as they're straightforward. And I'm very different than that. So I would like a little bit of explanation. One, I would much rather be inside my house than outside in nature. My house is my cozy, safe area. Two, I am not a fly on a whim kind of person. Maybe I used to be. But now I am very structured. I like to know exactly what's going to be happening, exactly what we're going to be doing, who's going to be there. I don't want to be using my energy on additional people. I certainly don't like camping or really being outdoors longer than I have to be. And I do say things bluntly and I'm very straightforward but I care about the feelings of other people and I try to say things in the nicest way that I can to not offend or hurt people's feelings and I try to really understand them before I make a point about them however the doors being closed as soon as you're done with somebody and not looking back and not going back and forth that is very very much me I give people that I love chances and chances and chances but once you fuck me over I don't give you any chances you're dead to me I'm done I don't care what you do with your life (laughs) so that has been my personal episode of coven of rejects I hope that you know a little bit more about me if you have questions that you would like me to answer or tell about myself you can send them to my Instagram, which again is majestic underscore goddess 420. And I will answer them in an upcoming episode. From here on out, I will be dropping full length episodes every Sunday, a new guest every single week, new topics every week, a new spiritual path to learn about every single week. If you or somebody that you know practices spiritually and would like to share their gifts on this podcast, please again message me. It's been real weirdos, rejects, and free spirits. Talk to you next time on Coven of Rejects.